Hi there. I'm, I'm here with David Mulroney, former Canadian ambassador to China, and we're here to discuss the ongoing fallout uh, from the arrest and ongoing detention of Huawei executive uh, Meng Wanzhou. Uh, hi, David. Uh, thanks for being here. Hi, Ross. Good to talk to you. So just to briefly recap for the listeners, uh, Meng Wanzhou was detained and arrested in Canada in late 2018 at the behest uh, of a U.S. extradition request. Beijing then retaliated by arresting two Canadians, uh, Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor, on dubious charges uh, where they remain in prison and are uh, basically being held as hostages. So, uh, David, I think one narrative we need to talk about uh, is one that I see a lot in social media, uh, is that the charges against uh, Ms. Meng are sort of uh, invented uh, or sort of trumped up out of thin air uh, by a volatile Donald Trump as some kind of ploy uh, to hold uh, Ms. Meng as part of his ongoing feud with China. Now, by my read, that's not really the case. So can you talk about that a little bit? You're right, though, Ross. This is something that um, a lot of people invoke, particularly those who, who just want this to end and want Canada to uh, simply return Ms. Meng to China. And part of it does involve invoking Donald Trump. So it's the idea is that this is something that was cobbled together on the back of an envelope in his office. And in Canada, invoking Trump in an argument is a little bit like throwing sand in someone's face. You momentarily blind them and you irritate them and you can get off on another topic. But the reality is, if you look at things like, for example, the indictment uh, delivered by the, um, federal the federal court of the Eastern District of New York, it's a very detailed and, and very compelling account of what is alleged to have happened and why U.S. authorities uh, would be interested in bringing her to trial. But the key consideration from a Canadian perspective is that this has already gone before a judge. Uh, the Hmong's lawyers, and they were a very strong team, have had a chance to argue this uh, under the, the, the question of double criminality. So extradition can't go forward in Canada unless the evidence is sufficient or would be sufficient to commit a person to trial in Canada. And the judge has already uh, ruled on this and said it would be sufficient. So there is something here. It has not been proved. Ms. Meng still has her day in court or will have her day in court. But it, it, there is a, a question that is worthy of the, the process. Right. I think uh, Trump is guilty of subverting uh, the judiciary sometimes, but perhaps uh, uh, not in this case. Anyway, uh, here in Canada, uh, uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has gotten a lot of pressure from both China and even uh, domestically uh, to agree to a a prisoner exchange, exchange the aforementioned gentleman that I mentioned from Ms. Meng, uh, but has not yet, uh, has not uh, has not caved to this pressure, uh, I think to his credit. And while uh, Secretary Mike Pompeo of the U.S. has publicly defended Canada and called for the return of Michael, of the two Michaels, we're still getting a lot of, uh, we in Canada, we're still getting a lot of heat. So if you were Trudeau or advising Trudeau, what would you ask of Washington to alleviate maybe some of that pressure? Well, I think, un unfortunately, one of the things that's becoming evident and, and, and probably has been true all along is that there's not much that Washington or anyone can do. We know what China wants. China wants Meng Wanzhou returned. 
we've made it clear that we will not interfere politically in this case, and we shouldn't ask the Americans to. Of all the inter, you know, the foreign secretaries, the foreign ministers that we deal with, Mike Pompeo has probably been the most outspoken um, on Canada's behalf. But the reality is there's a long rap sheet against China right now, whether it's South China Sea, the Uyghurs, Hong Kong, um, what's happening in Hong Kong, uh, the problem with, with India. So while that creates problems for China, it means that our issue is in a long list that not every foreign minister is going to get to. So it's a tough situation. Yes. And so that brings us to our last point. Can we do something about it? Is it time for Canada to raise the heat uh, now on, on Beijing? Now, we can't do a lot uh, on some fronts, but there might be some fronts that we could do some things on. Uh, so what are some of those ways we could perhaps raise the heat on Beijing? Well, we can't out-China China. China. And, and so taking measures against China are often very difficult for democracies because our people feel the pain and we feel it too. I think we should stay focused on um, what's actually happened. And what's happened is that we've been reminded that travel to China and living and working in China is problematic. So we should change our consular advice quite radically. We should work to reinforce supply chains for um, materials that, you know, that are strategic and crucial, like PPE in this time of pandemic. We need to focus on trade diversification. Again, China is an unreliable partner and has taken some economic measures against us. We need to work against that. We need to push back on Chinese interference in Canada, and we should take a good hard look at um, our regional policy, and I think that includes reinforcing relations with Taiwan. None of this is going to free the Michaels anytime soon, but it's a smart response to what's happened. All right. Thank you, David.